Hello and welcome to the Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, of course, thank you for leaving us all those iTunes reviews and following us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Beardmore. This podcast is at the Rugby Dungeon. I'm not going to keep you too long because today's guest is very special. So, here he is, my interview with Namani Nadolo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good, man. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on today. Mate, thanks for having us. No problem. So, um, what have you been up to today? Mate, um, yeah, just uh, training uh, today. Um, we're in the last weeks of uh, pre-season. And, um, yeah, yeah, we uh, had a tough day at the office today. And, um, bit of, you know, what pre-season can be like, it's, uh can get tough. And uh, today's one of those days. Yeah. Now, am I right in thinking you're not actually you're not actually fit for contact at the moment? No. No, mate. Um, I've got uh, one more week of just um, tr- training without contact, and then um, I get the uh, I see the neurologist on Friday, and you know, hopefully, all get the clear. And um, I'm looking to play the first round next next week against uh, Argen um, at home in the top fourteen. Yeah. Tell you what, these seasons soon come round. Mate, yeah, it's coming in real quickly. Um, it only felt like last week where we just finished up and um, I was enjoying a, a cold 4X in Brisbane. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, no, it's good, mate. Um, you know, we've had a tough preseason. Um, I've, you know, I've, I haven't really had many preseasons um, in my career due to uh, having, you know, playing internationals. But mm-hmm. uh, this is probably my first uh, full preseason um, under my belt in two years. So. Yeah, it was good to, um, you know, uh, it was good to, to get some meters in my legs and and obviously work on, um, you know, some areas in my game that I that I that needed to be addressed. Excellent. Um, what was the incident which led to you having a concussion? Was that from last last year's season? Yeah. So I've uh, obviously the rule I know in in the French league is if you have three concussions in uh, three months, uh, sorry, in, in twelve months, it's an automatically three months sit stand down. And um, I had three in eight months, so Ooh. Um, yeah. So the last, yeah, mate, um, the last game, the quarterfinals, I uh, yeah came off second best in one of the um, in one of the uh, when I went into contact with, uh, I think it was big Chris Marsoi, so and he is big as well. Yeah, so I learned my lesson there against the old follower. And, um, but, mate, it was, you know, it was one of those things that happened. It was just unfortunate that it happened to me. Uh, how are you finding life in Montpellier? <laughs> um, mate, it's not bad, actually. Um, this is going into... It's actually one year uh, on on Friday, just gone, so... That I've been here. It's, uh, mate, it's a beautiful city. It's... Um, Probably not renowned for rugby, uh, which which can be a good thing compared yeah. to the, some of the big towns here that are, you know, renowned for rugby. So you, you sort of go under the radar here a bit, which is really good. And uh, mate, life in the south, um, you know, it, it can't complain. Really <laughs> um, rains here, and um, you know we're we're averaging thirty degree uh, days um, in the summer. So um, mate, yeah, it's. Uh, Lifestyle is amazing and really enjoying the uh, the the summer down here. Uh, the sun. Now you say Montpellier isn't renowned for its rugby, and maybe traditionally it's not. But over the last few years, you've really you know got together quite the collection of stars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, obviously with the old co- the coaching staffs last year, you know, um, 
our, our owner, uh, Mr. Altrad, is, uh, you know, he's got a, a good eye for, for, for talent. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, over the years has gone out and, and, and have gone good good coaches, you know, in, in obviously Fabian Galtier was the first one and uh, Jake Watt was here a few years. And now we got Vern Cotter, who's... Um, you know, probably one of the the best uh, one of the best coaches in Europe. Yeah, uh, completely agreed. You know, and um, yeah, you know, look, we, we've we've got a pretty good roster this season, especially, and mm. um, it's pretty exciting stuff. You know, we're 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 um, you know we're heading in the right direction in terms of where we want to go. So, you know, it's um, yeah, it's exciting times, I guess, for the club and also for the city and. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can build on it, and um, this time, you know, in May next year, we'll be, uh, you know, in in a good place. Fingers fingers crossed. Um, yeah. What has the transition been like between Vern Cotter and Jake White? Because they do play very different styles of rugby. Has that been noticeable? Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, obviously, just not on the field as well. You know, Vern brings a. Uh, a game where it's you know it's high tempo and you know brings that that that, that sort of the game that you play in New Zealand. Um, mm. You know I've been familiar with uh, my time over there and um, yeah, look it, it's but it's one of those plays. You know we're still getting used to it. It's going to take us all, you know uh, a little while to to get used to it. But the boys have been they're training pretty hard over the preseason to nail down the the core um, you know of, of what we're trying to achieve in terms of structure and. You know, not only, um, you know, Vern's obviously got a great coaching staff um, that he brought with him in, uh, um, you know, and it's 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 going to be good. So it's exciting times for the, some of the players. Um, you know, we're, we're all looking forward to it. And, um, mate, I think the most important thing is <coughs> what he's bought is what we do off the field, uh, the professionalism that okay. I guess is, 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 you know, bringing a level of professionalism that, uh, you know, is, is I think is important um, moving forward if we want to be successful. How, I, I can't say unprofessional, but how much difference have you found in the standard of professionalism since going to France? In fact, I think this is, this is your second stint in France now, yeah? Yeah, second stint. Um, oh, mate, it's different, I think. <coughs> I, mean, I, I try not to compare the two because, you know, obviously the professionalism, in, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough, I've played in the UK, I've played in... in in here in France, it's my second stint, obviously in New Zealand and Japan, and it, it's hard to sort of compare the two. Um, you know, some have their you, you have your advantages and disadvantages, um, but you know, I guess it's just adapting to it. And I mean, I'm at that stage now in my career where you know I know what's right for me, and I know what's right for my body, and, and you know I know what I need to do to get it right. Um, you know, come game time. No. Um- Montpellier are a certain a certain squad, and the one thing that I think about Montpellier is the sheer size of that squad. Do you think you're going to have a, a difficulty transitioning from the way you were playing under Jake White to the way that you're playing under Vern Cotter, just because you know of the sheer size of the lads that you've got? Um, no, not really, mate. I, I think you know it's, the thing with rugby, you sort of got to adapt. Um, you know, you adapt really well. Um, for us. We've been we've been getting run, you know, the, the sort of game plan that um, Vern's and, and his coaching staff have bought is, you know, it's it's a high high tempo game, and mm. uh, you know, in, in saying that, we've been really worked uh, really hard, you know, over the preseason with 
you know, with fitness and, and you know, getting a lot of meters in our legs. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I guess, and, and obviously the knowledge will come with time, but, um, you know, the most important thing is the boys are, are pretty fit and there's some blokes in the team that, you know, including myself that are, you know, that have, that have worked really hard in terms of trying to get um, where we want to be with fitness-wise. So, no, I think, you know, we, we've got size, which is good. But um, same time, that's our advantage. You know, that's something that we can we can utilize as well to work towards. Now, I would say I think I think it's fair to say, until the World Cup, not that many people knew of you in in the UK, uh, and you had that tremendous World Cup. Particularly, I think the game against Wales. Prior to that, you were with Crusaders, and it feels to me like that's when you re- really start, started to hit some form. Can you give me um, a little bit of background about yourself prior to that and your route into rugby? Yeah, so, um, Matt, I, I played my rugby in Australia, um, in Brisbane, and um, from then on in, I, I went to, um, had a stint with the Waratahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a few years, you know, obviously not much love there, and and then moved over to Bugwan for mm-hmm. six months, and and obviously, you know, the, they faced financials and they got relegated in my time that I was there. Yeah, and then um, went to Exeter for six months, and uh, you know, went over there, and which was which was good, enjoyed my time there, and and I just didn't feel it was the right fit, and you know, Rob had a had a word with Rob at the time, and uh, Rob Baxter, and you know, he let me. Uh, moved back home to be close to my family. Got you know really homesick and mm-hmm. and then um, made it. You know that was UK or Europe done for for four or five years. And then I went and played in Japan for for four seasons, as well as you know getting picked up by the Crusaders um, in, in the back end of 2014. And, uh, at the back end of 2013. And would you say it was when you were at the Crusaders that things really started to take to take off again? Um, I guess so. I mean, in saying that, you know, like, um, you know, Japan, I, I, I thought I was doing really well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the Crusaders is where, you know, there's more, I guess, more exposure um, to everyone. But, yeah, I, 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 you know, I just, I think I started enjoying rugby again. And um, that's where, you know, I, I guess um, it all started, yeah, you could say. Going back and looking at your history, I mean, You've got some pretty amazing, uh, amazing accolades, and one thing which stands out to me is exactly how many tries you scored uh, for Australia under twenties. Um, uh, why, why do you think it is that you just didn't seem to fit in with the Australian system? I mean, you've already proven yourself, and it's not as if six foot five guys that can score tries grow on trees. Oh, mate! Look, at the time it was, you know, I guess it was just. You know, for me, it was at the time it was one man's opinion. Um, I, I, I thought that, you know, I knew that I, I knew what it took. But look, at the time, I think they, they because I was a big guy, they sort of thought that I was already mature to mm. do it to handle. It. You know, mate, I was only twenty years old, and I think that's where it went wrong. And you know, they sort of treated me like an, like a like as if I was already a a, a fully developed player, which in hindsight I wasn't. Like- um, how uh, how do you mean by that? Just in terms of like you know, just I guess you know I was getting used to it was my first year of being a professional rugby player. I mean i I didn't get I didn't get a you know most kids get professional get a contract straight out of high school. I didn't. I went to work for three four years before 
Really? You so- know, I realised what it was to be a professional rugby player. And um, I think at the time they assumed that I was just a professional like that. And, you know, and, and it, comes, it comes down to one man's opinion, mate. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, one man thought that I wasn't good enough to play. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of went... Uh, do you mind if I ask, did you just struggle to fit into the professional setup in, in your first year? Well, mate, I didn't know what professional was. I didn't know what professionalism was. So it's hard to struggle or when you don't know what it is that you're that you're, you're coping with, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just, I didn't understand what it took to be a professional. And, you know, I, th- I think after the two years, they, they just, well, they had enough. And, yeah. Um, That's absolutely... And they just, uh, yeah. Yeah, mate. And they just, you know, some coaches which I won't name, just said I wasn't good enough and just said that, you know, I'd never play Super Rugby. And I guess that was probably like, you know, the 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 nail on the head that, you know, I, I, I needed to go and, and find, you know, my opportunity elsewhere. And But I never gave up on that dream of playing Super Rugby. Unfortunately enough, the Crusaders gave me that opportunity. That's absolutely fascinating. If you were in the same situation again now, and you could yeah. give advice to your younger self or explain to your, your younger self what it entailed, what would you say? Um, well, mate, I'd just... Good question, mate. I don't really know, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd probably just... Just, you know, stick it out. Um, but, you know, it's at the time. It's hard. There was no other contract that I could ever get in Australia. And obviously, I wanted to play in Australia. And mm. that's why I grew up and stuff. But... You know, I was fortunate enough to play all Australian under twenties, and but mate, it just comes down to one man's opinion back there, back then, and you know, for me, you know, at the time they just said I wasn't good enough, and it's just plain and simple. There's no, you know, there's no hiding that, and um, you know, but look, see, that's that, that happened what nearly eight years ago. And yeah, I'd like to think that I've proved to to myself and to the people that you know I'm I'm an established, you know, that I that I can be. That I can't take, that I have what it takes to be, you know, with those guys that are at the top. Oh, I, I don't think anyone would doubt that. Um, uh, just what were you, what were you doing then before you got your first professional contract? Oh, mate, I had a few odd jobs. I was a labourer. Mate, uh, did some concreting. I did some asbestos removaling. <laughs> I did, uh, mate, did a bit of bouncing work. Did a bit of security guard work at a nightclub. Yeah. Uh, mate. Uh, but I had a lot of jobs, mate, and, um, you know, that's, yeah. Obviously, you know, being a bigger guy, uh, you found yourself uh, on the wing, but you yeah. haven't always played that, have you? In fact, as I understand it, you you actually prefer other positions. Well, yeah, like, uh, you know, 12 is, is, is my ideal position, uh-huh. being a 12, and, you know, I just feel I've got a lot to offer there with, you know, with the boot that I've got, and, you know... Um, but mate, it is what it is. I guess you, you know, I'm, I'm happy to play either way. I'm just, you know, I've, I've been given most of my opportunities on the wing, and I'm, you know, I'm the sort of bloke to know that, you know, opportunities, you know, especially like myself, you know, are ready to come by. So if an opportunity gets given, whether it's on the wing or at the twelve, you know, I always say you make the most of it, and um, you know, yeah, as much as I'd like to play twelve. Um, mate uh you know i i'm also not too bad on the wing as well you're pretty handy mate you're pretty handy um any chance of uh of us seeing you a little bit closer to the action than uh this season 
Oh, mate. To be honest, I, I, don't, I don't like. I, I, I've just been worrying about getting on the field now. You know, I've been out, I've been out for four months now, and for me, it's just trying to get on the field. And you know, look, I'd love to, but um, you know, we just have to see how we go, how, how the season pans out. Mm. Uh, I've got to say, after what you just said about uh, Waratahs earlier yeah. on, it must have taken quite a lot for you then to pick up and go to Japan and then uh, and then carry on with that. Sorry, France first and then uh, and then Japan. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. It was, you know, it's obviously, you know, there were some dark days, obviously, moving to Europe and then moving to the UK, obviously, with the with the financial problems that my first club in France had. And, um, you know, it's... Yeah, but um, for me, mate, what I take out of that is a lot of growing, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, soul-searching within myself in terms of my career in rugby and where I wanted to go. And I could have easily given up and just, you know, going back to work isn't what I'm used to. But, you know, I, I never gave up on my on my dream of playing Super Rugby. That was always my dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought that it would happen in Australia and I obviously never did and, and um you know, but I never gave up. You know, I got the opportunity at 26, and with the Crusaders, one of the best teams, one of the best teams in the world, club yeah. teams in the world, and obviously the most successful team in Super Rugby. So, you know, when they come knocking on your door, mate, yeah, you know, you, you play for free almost. So, um, it was something that you know I'll cherish for the rest of my career, and probably one of the highlights of my career besides playing in the in the World Cup. Now, you're a season pro up at this point. But what is it like the first day you walk into training with the likes of Richie McCaw and Dan Carter? That must be pretty cool. Oh, mate, I still remember it today. I, I, I walked into the dimmer medical test at the physio room and in walks Richie McCaw and Dan Carter. And mate, I remember introducing myself as if they were my <laughs> my uh, my bosses. And, uh, well, in hindsight, they were. But, <laughs> mate, I, 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 yeah, mate, I was a little kid. And, you know, every day I... I um, at the time, I was, you know, pinching myself. You know, it was it was surreal. Um, you know, growing up in Australia, you sort of grow up envying these blokes, and because they're so successful in what they do, mm. um, then you get the opportunity to play alongside them and play, you know, in the same team. It's, uh, yeah, mate. It, it, I, I guess, like I said, it's something I'll, I'll tell my grandkids when I'm, you know, when I get older that I played with, you know, two of the legends of the game. Absolutely. Um- Obviously, they've just won the Super Rugby now. What is it about that club which just allows it to progress as it does? Oh, mate. That's a question that, you know, people ask me all the time, mate. The Christchurch breeds rugby. Um, you know, it's... There's not much down there, you know, especially after the um, earthquakes. And, mm. Mate, it's just a tight-knit community. Um, you know, it's one of those, those cities that... Rugby is, you know, is, is, is centre point. And I guess the one thing with the Crusaders is, you know, they've got a winning winning mentality down there where everything they do, they're expected to win. It's quite, kind of like the All Blacks and, uh, you know, and the rich history that they have there, you know. And so for guys like us who come out of the region, who are not from the region, you know, yeah, uh, um, go and play there, you, you sort of feel that you owe, you know, you owe it to um to sort of prove yourself to them you know it's kind of like all right they bought me out of the they bought me uh from another place to come here and mm. i want to prove them that you know so you know and 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 obviously you got the guys of richard mccaw and dan carter and kieran reed there that 
they're perfectionists in what they do. So, you know, it's contagious. So people want to want to do. You know, they don't want to let them down, let alone their teammates down. So, and I guess it just, it, you know, it just, it just, yeah, um, you know, translates onto the rugby field as well. Yeah, because you, know, you do hear that that. Rich, particularly for Richie McCall, he is a perfectionist. And I kind of think no one can be that much of a, of a perfectionist. But from all accounts, that, that is actually what the guy's like. Yeah, mate, he, um, you know, everything he does, it, it, it's up until he retired, it was just rugby, rugby. And, you know, it's sort of, it's good because everything he did, you know, guys sort of, it was contagious. Guys wanted to do it because they, you know, it's, it's it was... Uh, you know, he, he, he was the all-black captain. He was everything he did won. So, you know, so it sort of made everyone wanted to to go up another level. So, and that's one thing I, I realised when I went when I went down there. And um, mate, rugby is big in that city. They, you know, they they start from a young age, and you know, it's um, you know, and all they want to do, you know, the goal there is to play with the Crusaders. So, you can imagine what it's like when you're a kid looking up at the Crusaders and them winning all the time. So it all comes down, you know, it, it ricochets down and, yeah, um, you know, and they've got a good schoolboy system down there and, um, you know, they've got a good academy. And um, as you saw two weeks ago, mate, they, they won the, the, the super rugby grand final. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, all those New Zealand's, all, all those New Zealand teams are crazy. Uh, they get rid of two of the, le- you know, the greatest legends of the game only two years ago. And they win yeah. the competition again. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, mate. Well, you got to realise New Zealand is rugby, um, and the the depth they have there is unbelievable. Um, you know, like you said, they get rid of two legends, and you got two young kids knocking on the door. But those two young kids have been in a system where they've been taught to be, you know, to play well, to to be a professional. So. You know, and the one thing about New Zealand rugby is it, which, for me, my that makes them a world apart from the other teams is the fact that they that their system in place is is you know is immaculate. Mm. Uh, do you mind if I ask your opinion on something just completely separate? Um, what's your opinion on the state of Australian rugby at the moment? Because it, it's not in a particularly good place, is it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. From <laughs> what I'm reading, it's. Um, yeah, they they they've probably seen better days, mm. uh, mate. I, I'm, I think I'm just like you, mate. It's, it, you can only uh, assume uh, what's going on, but uh, it's unfortunate that you know the Western Force uh, got the got the flick. But yeah, uh, mate. It, look, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I guess it doesn't help when you know the the Super Rugby, the Aussie teams, aren't performing either. No, no. So, you know, they're, they're sort of not doing themselves any favour there as well. But look, mate, I hope for their sake they have a good international series and, you know, um, try and get some guys to fall in love again with rugby because, uh, yeah, rugby is probably in a shaky place back in Australia at the moment. And, um, you know, I just hope they, you know, they do well in international, uh, you know, in the next few, the next few months, uh, you know, to sort of restore some pride back in Australian rugby because I... You know, I can tell you now, it's, it's a lot of unhappy people over there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I can fully imagine. Uh, now, growing up, you grew up in, in Brisbane. Am I right thinking, did you play at Randwick? Yeah, I played a season. I played two seasons at Randwick. Yep. Um, down in Sydney, and two seasons, uh, one season in Manly. 
Right, okay. So growing up then, um, who was it that you supported and who did you want to play your international rugby for as um, uh, as a boy? Was it Australia or was it Fiji? Um, I was both, mate. Mm. Um, you know, I grew up... I Well, first started, I grew up wanting to play for Queensland, uh, the Reds. and Ah, of course, yeah. And um, being a Brisbane boy, as every kid in Brisbane wants to be, but I guess... Yeah, the stars didn't align for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, but mate, you know, growing up, it was I was always wanting to play for Fiji Australia. It didn't really matter for me either way. I, I would have given my all. So and you know, worked out that I played for Fiji, and I couldn't have, I couldn't be more happier. Yeah, uh, you from a um, you're from a particularly rugby family, it seems. Yeah, well, you know, rugby runs deep in our family. Um, We've got a lot of uh, players who have played and still playing now. And, um, yeah, uh, our village back home in Fiji is probably one of the most well-known villages uh, regarding rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, rugby runs uh, deep in, in our blood. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong. Is your cousin Kurindrani? Yeah, so my that's my first cousin, Tavita Kurindrani. Yeah. Uh, fathers are, are brothers, and um, I've got a younger brother, another Kurindrani, Chris Kurindrani, who plays for the Reds. Um, I mentioned earlier on in, in, in the interview, um, you really came to prominence in the UK during the World yeah. Cup in England. How was that experience? Oh, mate, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's every kid's dream to play, for, you know, you know, for their country at the highest stage, and you know, we got to play. I was fortunate enough to play in World Cup. I missed out in 2011, which I was, you know, was pretty gutted to miss out. And um, so, you know, the big one was to come and play, um, you know, this World Cup, which I made. I was fortunate enough to make it. But, mate, to play against England in the opening game was, you know, a big highlight of, uh, you know, of my rugby career. One of the, one of the biggest highlights, yeah. Uh, mate, a disallowed try from it being a very different game as well. Yeah, you know, a lot of... A lot of things, um, yeah, a few things didn't go away. But look, mate, it, you know that that's rugby. But um, you know the experience taken out of it, uh, you know, something that a few of us, you know, something that we won't forget for a while. Cool. Uh, what is it like um, in that in that Fiji team? Because because it seems like quite a clo- quite a close bunch of boys. Yeah, mate. We you know we we enjoy each other's companies, and you know we we fought. Fortunate enough that the boys that do get picked, we get together in June and November, and you know it's always good times, you know. And um, most of us play over here in France, so we're all we're all pretty close here anyway. You know, we always, you know, any time we get an opportunity, we will drive up or they'll drive down, come visit, we'll have a family do. We'll, so um, you know, it's always good times when you know we get the opportunity to, to represent our country. Excellent. Uh, so. How are you enjoying playing European rugby this year? And what do you think the season's going to hold for this Montpellier team? Because you've got a ton of talent. Uh, I guess it's all just putting it together now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, we, oh, mate, it's my second season in 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 the, in the um, you know, here in Europe, and uh, now I know what to expect. It's a bit more physical, and, and um, you know, just. Uh, but I'm excited with the challenge, and obviously, um, you know, like you said, we've got a lot of talent. You know, we've recruited pretty well on the over the over the summer, and um, you know, we've got no excuses not to do well this season. Um, but mate, I'm I'm more looking forward to European um, Cup as well. Um, 
you know, I remember getting my first taste last last year, uh, last season, and uh, I mean, like playing the likes of Leinster, and um, I think Northampton you had a particularly good game. Yeah, Leinster, Northampton, those guys that you watch on TV that are you know some of the driving forces in the UK, in in terms of you know their, their teams, and um, mate, it was, you know it's always good because I, I guess playing Europe is, is it's you get to put yourself up. It's like Super Rugby, you know, you're playing against the best in the Southern Hemisphere, and I guess it's no different in, you know, with the European Cup, you know, obviously playing against the best in, in, in Europe. Mm. So, um, you know, we've got a, for me, I'm looking forward to this year. We've got a great, you know, we, we're in a pretty cool pool, good pool. You know, we play Glasgow, Leinster and Exeter, and, um, you know, obviously Exeter won it. Glasgow, the best team in Scotland, and Leinster, we all know Leinster, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, something you know, I'm looking forward to. And, you know, mate, just, I guess for me now, it's just enjoying my rugby. And, um, you know, I'm at the stage of my career now where, you know, I just make the most of it and just just really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a long season here from, you know, 10 months of rugby, you know, it, um, is, is really long. So It is brutal, isn't it? And um, you can sprinkle in a few internationals too. What was that? And oh, you- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you throw in some few internationals and then, you know, and even that as well. You know, we play Ireland and Scotland. I think later this year, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. I've always, you know, I haven't I haven't I've yet to play Ireland yet. So in Scotland, so um, hopefully if I, you know I do well for my club, uh, well, you know I'll get the opportunity to um, represent Fiji again. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, now, talking of hoping to represent Fiji, is there any hope that you're going to come back maybe to the UK for a see for a season or two? Oh, mate, I'd love to come back to the UK. Um, you know, obviously I've got two more seasons here, um, and I'll just have to wait up. Uh, you know, uh, when the time comes. But, mate, uh, yeah, I've always, you know, I've always wanted to come back to the UK, and you know that's never been ruled out. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, get an opportunity. Um, I'll look into it. But, um, yeah, mate, it's it's. You know, UK is you know obviously different to here, and you know you always want to you know you feel like you got unfinished business in the UK. Oh, I do anyway, but I feel anyway. So well, but I, mate, I guess I worry about that when I, um, you know. Well, uh, I've got to warn you, mate. The weather's not quite as good as it is down there. Yeah, that's that's probably the best. That's probably the the first thing that I'm going to have to take into consideration. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how we go. Awesome. Well, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. Are, uh, are you on Twitter? Or yeah, Instagram? I'm on Twitter, mate. Uh, yeah. what, what are your social media ch- channels? Channel? Oh, just Nemani the dollar. Uh, I've got a blue tick, so you'll know you'll see me. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I asked a similar question of you earlier, and it's quite obvious, isn't it? Because there's not many Nemani Nadolos on Twitter, so you'll, you'll be fairly easy to find. Well, I hope not, yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. Well, thank you so much. And best of luck for the season, mate. Sorry, brother. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.